Hello and welcome to pastyvap.com's podcast number seven. This is the Pasty Cast. A quick mention to our Facebook and our Twitter to follow us over there, facebook.com front slash pastyvap and Twitter at pastyvap1. I'm Chris. And I'm Laura. And over the course of the next 45 minutes or so, we're going to be looking at what happened last month. Um, and the month ahead as well. Last month we're going to be looking at the Belfast Film and Comic Con, uh, the Food and Drink Show NI, we have an interview with the stars of On Home, um, and we have an audio interview with the wrestling.ie champ NI's own Duncan Disorderly. We take a quick look at the alternative sports, what's coming up next month, and of course we have some music to finish everything off from local band The Crossfire Hurricanes. So we're going to start off with the month that was October. So we're going to start off with the month that was October and the first thing that we had on our site was that we officially launched our monthly mailbag. Laura, did you get this? Did I get the mailbag? Yep. I certainly did. So this is um, that we have went on about a wee, a wee couple of months ago that we were talking about how we were going to launch a monthly uh, mail out. So we called it the monthly mailbag because I like saying it. You say it a lot. Yep, I like saying it a lot. It doesn't make much sense, but there you go. And what it is is basically a roundup of what's been happening during the month, it's our top ten stories. It's if there's anything going on on the site, it's uh, hi- stuff we want to highlight, maybe podcasts or if we have uh, gigs that we want to highlight coming up. So it's worth um, going onto the site and having a look. If you just do a search on the site for mailbag, you'll see it. We'll be reposting it um, probably at the start of every month until we can get a permanent place on the site for you to sign up. But that went out the this month, and I think it looked pretty good. Yeah, it did. We're pleased enough with that there, looking all, all smug. Another thing that uh, happened with the site was that I went and done the Banterflex podcast. And Banterflex is basically a local NI film review, preview, news um, podcast that goes out. And they were looking for people to come and talk about movies. And I like movies a lot. So I went and talked with those guys. And it went well. And we've done some more. And there's a Halloween one coming out probably about the same time this comes out. So Banterflex, Lord, did you listen to that? Nope. Terrible. So there you go. Support there from your co-workers. That Laura didn't listen to it. I did listen to it and I thought it was good. You like the sound of your own voice though? Yep. Especially the bits that I did. What I did do was afterwards I took it and I edited out everybody else and just had a stream <laughs> of my voice. That rich. You could play on repeat. Rich and deep and even. So I cut out all the nasally uh, stuff that um, all the other guys have done and uh, yeah pretty good so every month I'll be uh, every week sorry that comes out every week I'll be re-editing that to just my bits and if I'm not on you can download a podcast of silence Laura went and (laughs) crack broke a a a funny rib funny bone at the comedy crescent comedy improv Laura talk us through it I did it was a part of the belly laughs festival and it was at the crescent arts centre which I had never been to before and it was like what it was uh, was there they have a comedy class an improv comedy class okay yeah and it was the, basically the people who have been to that class sort of were trying it out in front of a live audience so there was quite a lot there was maybe 20 of them it sounds terrifying which is loads you could see they were all really nervous you could see how nervous they were and none of them wanted to get up but their eccentric teacher, I think her name is Rosie Peelan, who Rosie Peelan. She had she peeled off the laughter. <laughs> she's been an actress and does improv, and she sort of tried to coax them out of it. There was actually a really interesting guy. Um, I think his name was John Usher, who what he had any relation to Usher the singer? N- no. Oh, okay. What is that? What's that noise by the way? That's the fan on my <laughs> laptop. Sounds like. <laughs> Guys, this happened real time, so you'll notice things like fans on laptops. That's what happened. <laughs> 
so professional. Well, Laura's got a MacBook, so she doesn't have fans in it. Silent, I can't afford that, silent. so mine's got a fan, big old fan. <laughs> There's no heat sinking in this bad boy. Carry well, on. anyway, he uh, was he's attended some of the classes as well, and he did some magic because he is a graduate of the Las Vegas Magic School. Amazing. Which I didn't know existed, but if you were going to be a magician, I think that is where you would go. And I, I'm somebody who's been on stage with David Copperfield. You Bring it right back to myself again there. Always. Um, so I like a bit of magic, but I missed this. But um, yeah, he did, he did a really impressive trick with a lemon where he pulled out a sign. Is this for a family audience? A, it is. He pulled out, well, first of all, he pulled it out of his shoe. Unbelievable. And then he cut it open and pulled out a signed 10-point note that one of the audience members had signed, which I thought was very impressive. And I actually said this on Twitter, and the people from the Midweek Magic show at the black box said that they could do even better unbelievable and you didn't take that gauntlet up i would have said i'll be there <clears throat> i love uh, magic but that midweek magic show is all close-up magic and my wife can't take ha- uh, performers being in and around and near you they have the distant distanced on the stage and so i have, have been a barrier there. between you yeah so i haven't been to the midweek magic but i'd love to go i must make it a priority i'll find somebody else uh, another thing that happened this month was the Out to Lunch Festival released their early bird shows. We will get on to some of the controversy that this happened at around about the same time with the uh, news of the funding cuts, but we're going to talk about um, the Out to Lunch Festival and some of the shows that they released. Yep, this is the 10th annual Out to Lunch Festival, and if you... Turn, 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 turn. If you don't know what it is, it is basically they put on a whole load of shows uh, in the black box, at lunchtime, so you can go on on your lu- on your lunch hour and, and you get food. You get food, yeah. And I think last year, I don't know if it always is, but the food was supplied by Hadskis. Yep, it was very good. It was like it was um, chili one day and then a stew one day, and I went to a big tour for them because I work in the centre of Belfast, so that uh, was absolutely perfect for me. I was able to nip round on my lunch break, get some lunch, get back to work, and it was very good. I saw opera, I saw um, a poet rapper guy, I saw. Oh, what do you call him? Stuart Lee. Uh, it wasn't Stuart Lee. It's the guy off the, yeah, the Wade. Can't remember his name. Anyway, um, and it was all very good. I would recommend any of it. But there's Tony Law doing one, which is, Tony Law's a very funny comedian, so he's uh, he's he's got his Sunday show there announced. Um, uh, Sarah Pascoe is doing Sarah Pascoe versus History. Uh, John Shuttleworth is doing a weekend, remember? It seems to be mainly uh, comedians. Probably yep. for the, the time limit. Comedians. Well, they're not all the lunch ones. Oh, John Shuttleworth, you know, is the uh, is doing the lunch one. I've seen him before. He's very funny as well. He's like an old man. He's a little bit like um, Vic and Bob. Vic, is in fact, is very what he's like. Yeah, he does. He actually looks quite like him. So that's worth checking out. And uh, out to lunch festival. The website is cqaf cathedral court arts festival dot com front slash out to lunch. Just Google out to lunch festival Belfast. I think that's easier than giving out these, unless you've got a really good uh, URL, that's uh, that's better than giving that out. So uh, I was talking about it previously, and we're going to talk, it now, talk about it now. The um, Department of Enterprise, Trade and Investment, or DT, as they're called, DITI, maybe you might want to call them, <laughs> um, released on a sly Monday morning that they were cutting thousands of pounds of government funding uh, towards sporting and culture events in Northern Ireland. And basically it's what goes to support the likes of Culture Night, it goes to support Out to Lunch Festival, uh, Cathedral Quarter, um, Open House, uh, but they need that extra that extra money just to help the thing, to give people jobs that, that can competently run it throughout the year. So this was cut 
and there's a whole <clears throat> hoo-ha about the politics behind it and uh, and the usual uh, things that are going up in the hill. But the uh, the outcome of it was depend you know depend on uh, what party you follow, what party you support, whatever. The outcome of it was that a lot of these things, which are, I mean, they are cross-community, they are stuff that people go to all the time, ended up having uh, big cuts that legitimately mean some of them may not go ahead, or major ticket uh, price rises when we're in the middle of a recession, um, or basically having to cut the, the programme uh, so it can't include such an eclectic range of performers and stuff like that there. So... There was a bit. There was a meeting about it, and uh, there's a campaign on that is lights out ni hashtag lights out ni, and that's something that's going on to help support us and try and get this uh, this sorted, try and get this funding back. Um, <clears throat> and I do remember last year there was a similar hoo ha about this funding that went to support a lot of these, and it got sorted kind of last minute. So uh, <clears throat> it's something that's worth mentioning because it, it's something that could affect the the arts scene, especially in Northern Ireland, which is something which has been thriving recently. And the likes of Culture Night were a, a big boom for the whole city. It's a, it's an amazing night, especially that sort of thing. If that goes by the wayside, it's it's years of hard work gone down the drain. So if you can get on and look that up and support that, uh, I think you really should. Laura, thoughts yeah. on Light to NI? Yeah, I think um, definitely if you have them, have a look on Facebook and check them out. And they, they encourage everyone to write to or email your MLAs and they give you a lot of good information on how, sort of how to do that and what you should talk like about. There's templates and, and stuff, is there? Yeah, there is. And I like uh, we actually use some of them to write to the, our MLAs and we got some good replies saying they were going to back us. And it is definitely worthwhile. And you can sit there in front of your computer and be annoyed about it all you want, but unless you actually go out and do something about it, nothing's going to change. Well, and the good thing is you can do something about it from behind your computer. You don't need to get out on the street, whatever. You can make your voice heard just by sending an email or a letter, whatever. So, and they give you all the information there. Google Lights Out NI, all one word, and you'll get all the information about that there. Uh, some better news. Uh, Meb John Saul, who since his creation has been kind of championed by the site and uh, been to see him live. Uh, captain of the ship is an absolute corker of a tune, the single he brought out a while ago. He has finally got his ish together and um, brought out the album that goes along with it. It is a eight track album. Um, it comes in, I think it's uh, it comes in just under forty minutes. I think it's not it's not the longest of albums, but it's only eight tracks. But um, I had done a review on the uh, website. You can stream the whole thing on Spotify, by the way. Just look up uh, Meb John Saul, South Paw Ninos. That's the name of the album. That's the name of the album. And have a listen. And every single song in it is a potential single. Like, the quality is amazing. The quality, there's no there's no depth in it. There's It goes from up-tempo party tunes to uh, slightly uh, lower-tempo reflective tunes but it, it, it's always catchy there's always a great chorus to it um, and it's some really great songwriting there's a great um, there's a great uh, quality to Mick's voice Mick who's the, he's the he is Meb John Saul for all intents and purposes there's other musicians playing it but he's you know he's the main one the rest of it's kind of a revolving uh, <clears throat> door of musicians that can come and go to play live whatever and uh, really great character to his voice and really uh, <laughs> the Pogues kind of thing if you know what I mean uh, it's uh, and you know I've read a load of a review and people keep saying he, he may not have the best voice but he's got great character and it must make him paranoid but it's absolutely true it's there it's like a storyteller it's like sitting listening to somebody tell you a story and, and you want to hear the end of it and I recommend it. anyway go ahead and have a listen to that um on Spotify you had a launch for it for the physical CD as well the style of music is really good actually it's really interesting it's not something that you've really hear 
a lot over here. Mm-hmm. I think we kept talking, we kept calling it sort of like sea shanties and yep. that kind of thing. And I guess his first single was Captain of the Ship. But I did see on Twitter, he had, after sort of the first few reviews came through, he was a bit like, why do people keep talking about pirates and <laughs> the sea? Well, I had said there was a part of it like carnivalesque, reminded me of the tiger lilies. And do you know what? It's it's less sea shanties and more travelling music, I think, like a gypsy kind of vibe to it. Yeah. I think he's done a lot of travelling recently and he, he writes bits and pieces for the thin air. You can read some of his articles over there about his travels and how that's helped shape the music that he's done. But it does, it has that folky quality to it, but it, it goes from, yeah, there is that captain of the ship and it is, it does sound like a load of people with iron jumpers on a ship it's having great. a really great time. Um, there is I Am Yours, which is a kind of carnivalesque, like I said, there is um, I Am From Nowhere, which is, I'd say, like an old brother, we're out there, style harmonies, that sort of thing. Uh, bluegrass influences, all that sort of stuff. Southpaw Nino's has some great um, fast finger work and uh, on the guitar and stuff like that there, almost not slightly sort of Spanish-esque guitar and stuff like that there. Um, and it had a real sing-along chorus. And there's some like rock, just like rock in there as well. So loads of influences worth checking out and make your own mind up and you can check it out on Spotify so it won't cost you a penny um, to, to give that a go. Uh, a couple of openings in Belfast this month, Laura. Yeah, Alibi, a new bar opened up in Belfast. We were trying to have a look and see if we could see in Google Maps where this was. Yeah, we were trying to figure out where it was. It seems to be near Lavery. It's on, in uh, Bradbury Place mm-hmm. and it, they sort of seem to specialise in cocktails and they do food and uh, they have... Shiny gold doors. Yeah, it, it looks like it, inside looks like a uh, really high quality not just a sort of pub type thing but they actually have a real photo booth it's like a booth that you would sit in yep. but it's got a camera in it and they take photos like a nightclub booth with a fo- with a camera in it so, so we like that idea. so yeah and then on a thursday on a saturday i believe it is they have a nightclub on the third floor second or third floor depending on your american or from the uk um and that's uh they have uh, a a night there which is called what is it called? Something I can't remember. Anyway, we're featuring that. We're featuring something about that there in the upcoming events for the next month. So, Alibi, yeah. If you go and check it out, let us know on the website what you what you think about it, and I'm sure we'll get up soon. There's also uh, China White opened up. I think it opened China up. China White on the thirty first. Yep, that's just open, and that's a big deal. There's only this is the third third of the fourth in the world, and China White, if you don't know, is like the big club the celebrities go to in London. It has been for years and years. There's one in Dubai as well. It's very high. Very high quality, exclusive night spot, and this is the one in Belfast. I, I think I had a feeling there was one in America, but I'm not sure about that there. But anyway, it's either third or fourth, and it's a big it's a big deal because it is a it is a massive brand, but it has very select locations. So for it to come to Belfast is huge, um, and that's that's kind of somewhere where all the celebrities and stuff will be hanging out. I would think. Um, saw some photos there have it of the masquerade ball they had to launch it and all that sort of stuff. So, China White. I don't know if we'll ever be in it, but... It's like a tenor in. Tenor in, which is... Which actually, for what it is, doesn't seem like that much, but... But, there you go. It's been a while since I paid into a pub, so that's a whole different uh, kettle of fish, as the man says. Laura, you went to the food and drink show N.I. Talk to us. I did. I love food, and I love drink, and I love N.I., so... What better? It's in the King's Hall Pavilion. Uh, we actually went last year as well, so this is our second year, and it is its second year. Um, very successful. There was all kinds of local stalls. There's local producers. There's Moy Park, um, Broder Gold, Tempted Cider, 
all that kind of stuff. Um, it's just a really good way to sort of see what we actually produce as a as country, a, as a country, and sort of see what what different things there are. Uh, all the there was celebrity chefs they have, and um, they have a celebrity chef theatre. I think it's uh, run by Moy Park or sponsored by Moy Park. James and Martin was at it. James Martin was at it. Uh, John Trode, Rachel Allen. The tickets were eighteen pound mm-hmm. to get in, which I thought was quite expensive. But I guess you do get high quality, sort of high quality celebrities there, and keeps it, the riffraff out. Keeps the riffraff out, and it is. It's a good. It's, it was a good show. We went to see James Martin. We went to see him last year, and he was great. So we went to see him again this year, and he does. He puts on a good. Well, one I, of the I things, don't know if you can call it a show, well, but yeah, and one of the things we know now is that because we are smaller, generally ticket prices these sort of things are higher. Um, it's just the way it is. We have less people attend these sort of things, and um, when they do come, you know, the the, the scale of, of some of these events compared to what you get in the likes of London, um, it is you know they can be like a lot smaller, but. It is amazing the amount of stuff that they can they can cram in uh, to like to an event like this here, especially locally because we do have a lot of produce, for food and drink. Definitely, and but uh, we went to see James Martin, and you can tell that he loves our produce, and he just goes on about it. And he last year, I remember he cooked Dexter uh, Dexter beef. That's right. Um, until they've done be- Dexter beef until they were sick of it. Which yeah, which you get over here, and he used that Broider Gold, the rapeseed oil, which is really good. I actually bought some of that. And uh, it was great. It was really good. It slightly smaller than last year, I think, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but uh, it was still still every bit as good. There were, we went on the Sunday, so there wasn't as many people there. We went on a Saturday last year, so it was a bit busier, but it, it was good. And hopefully, it'll go from strength to strength, and we'll see it something bigger next year. And that same weekend on the Saturday, I went to the Showmasters Belfast Film and Comic Con. This came hot in the heels of the MCM Comic Con that we went to in the King's Hall. Uh, incidentally, where this is the same weekend as the Food and Drink Show. So where the Food and Drink Show was was where the MCM Comic Con was last time. And this Comic Con was in the Odyssey Arena, a much larger uh, place to have it. So we went along on the Saturday and my only, <coughs> my only experience at, at a Comic Con was the MCM one. And I thought it was well put together. There was things to do like... Um, there was Robot Wars, there was like a PlayStation 4 um, area to play games, there was a, I think it was an Xbox area as well, there was LAN computers set up, there was um, a couple of bits and pieces, oh the Universal had like a, uh, a booth where you could watch the trailers, the, the latest films and stuff like that there, buy DVDs, all that sort of stuff. So um, that was what my expectations were for this Comic Con. When I went to this one I was slightly disappointed and I say slightly disappointed because it, it did have a lot merit and some things were done better but some things I just didn't think were done as well the Odyssey the general gist of it was in the centre of the Odyssey where the ice rink was was a shop well loads of different shops but it was mainly just shopping it was mainly just shops the back maybe 10% in the curve as I would call it where the, where the nets would be um, during in the ice hockey games that's where all the signings were. So Billy Piper was there, Billy Boyd from Lord of the Rings. There was um, uh, Mark McGann, I think his name is. He's from uh, Doctor Who. And with Neil and I, uh, Kenny Baker, RTD2 was there. And basically you went up there and you paid between 10 and 25 quid. You got a photo and they signed it. And I think you could get a photo with them as well. Uh, the, the other end of that, in the, in the curve, was a massive... Jabba the Hutt set, full set, full size set piece that you could get your photos taken. That was a fiver by the Emerald Garrison, and that looked fantastic. Unfortunately, it wasn't open until 12, and we were there from 9, so 
Uh, we didn't get a chance to get our photos taken with that. You could see it and stuff and take your own photos, but you couldn't actually go up until 12. This was on the Saturday as well, so I think this would have been the busiest. Uh, either side, there was area A and area B, and they had utilised some of the seats in the uh, the bleachers in the uh, arena to have uh, like a panel. And so we went to see a panel by, I think it was like Comics IE or Comics Art and something. They, and the premise of that was supposed to be DC versus Marvel, or can DC beat Marvel at their own game in a cinematic universe? And I thought it was interesting. And we went, it was just kind of uh, three guys mumbling into microphones and holding them too far away from their mouths and not really able to hear and they had their mate dressed as Doctor Who was kind of running around with a microphone and so that wasn't particularly impressive although I do think probably later on when the likes of Billy Boy was doing his and Billy Piper probably would have had a much more professional setup but at the MCM one they had like a, a dedicated arena with chairs and stuff like that there and then a hype man there all day that screens up the uh, like really professional looking table set up and he was throwing out free stuff and interacting all day and I thought that was really good um, that's really good that they had done that uh, showmaster that had mi mi mixed, missed a trick at um, also the staff didn't seem to have a lot of clue yet as to where you were supposed to go once you went in but as I had said, to I went there with my brother to to review it. He he's in this comic stuff like that. There, I said to him, do you know what? I didn't actually. I brought about six pound with me. I said, there's literally nothing here that I can do. You know, because it was all about buying stuff. It was all about there was a real emphasis on buying stuff. There wasn't enough. They had a small area in the middle for playing board games and buying board games. But I just thought they needed to have more, in a bit of common stuff to do. So. The quality of the shops was high, the quality of the cosplayers was high, the Emerald Garrison who they had it both very high and the people who had come dressed up very good as well. Also uh, they had Duncan Tesori there from Wrestling IE, the champ, so I got a chance to interview him and uh, you can hear that a little bit later on in the podcast but <clears throat> all in all I thought there was something there to work on, I thought they could utilise the space in the Odyssey uh, better. I've heard from some particular comic aficionados that they had some really great comics um, on offer there, uh, some rare comic stuff they got there, so from that point of view it sounds great, and the tenants seem to be healthy, so I'm hoping they can build on what's happened uh, this year and uh, improve on it and make it uh, make it even better next year. Uh, finishing off the month, uh, the, one of the final things we have on our site for this month was interviews with the cast of Unhome. Uh, <clears throat> Laura, you're looking forward to going and seeing this? I am, yeah. On Home is the Max latest um, production. With Tinderbox Theatre Company. So it's billed as a psychological mystery and um, I went to interview three of the lead actors, Mish Dockerty, Seamus O'Hara and Helen Vereen. And this was supposed to be for the podcast, but my microphone decided to stop working. Professional. A professional. And I said, it's fine, guys. I have, I have batteries which I've carried around in my bag for the last year or two that I got when I got the microphone because the batteries have lasted ages and I got the batteries out and they were the wrong size <laughs> so I had to record the interview on my phone and I evidently my phone was new and I didn't quite know where the microphone was on my phone so I held the wrong bit up so we had to, we had to transcribe the interviews and uh, put old them school. on the website old school so put them on the website and it came out pretty well actually um, it was a bit odd because they couldn't tell me too much about it um, and I wanted Without to know more. Away. Yeah, and I wanted to know more, but they couldn't. So, have to go and see it. And we are going to go see wait. it. We're going to go see it and do a review. So, that, my friends, takes us up to. Well, another, another thing that finally finished off the month was Halloween, but I didn't get out to do any Halloween stuff. We had some articles up about the best five things to do Halloween, um, the best six things for adults, and had some, some really great looking stuff. Did you get a chance to look at it? Uh, yeah, it was. So, one of the things was the Crumlin Road Jail. 
which I've been on before, and it was brilliant last year, and I heard reports it was very good as well. There was also a haunted house over at um, T13. Um, do you like haunted houses, Laura? Well, I like the idea of them. I don't but like them in practice. I don't like uh, people dressed up. I don't like actual actors. Jumping out at you and grabbing you. I don't like you. that at all. You would not like these then? Terrifying. I, I do like it, but then when you get into it, you're like, why the hell did they do this? But that seemed pretty good. There's the ghost bus going around. So, uh, pretty healthy on the uh, Halloween front for Belfast. Derry, still the reigning champion. They had the Shadow, Shadow Le Fear, which... It looked really good. It was it actually had an age limit. It was from 12 and up, something like that, which that was quite... Well, no, they had an 18 plus one. They had an adult well, they, only they one. Had, yeah, they had a, ch- a children's one as well, and mm. they had like a fun fair and stuff outside, but it looked terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. So, yeah, that takes us up to the end of October and Halloween, and next we're going to be looking at some alternative sports. Hello, alternative sports fans, and this is Chris here, and I'm going to talk you through the alternative sports that we have for you this month in Belfast and Northern Ireland, courtesy of the internet. We're going to start off with the Belfast Giants. Belfast Giants have just went top of the league. Yeah. And that came with their 4-1 win over the Brayhead clan at the Odyssey on Halloween night, 31st of October. Congratulations. That was a first versus second clash. they done very well. There's over 4,000 people in the Big O, as it is referred to. So they are now top of the Elite League. And they start off this month with uh, home games, which uh, the first home game is against the Cardiff Devils. And that's on Saturday the 8th. That's part of their fixtures for the Elite League. On Sunday the 16th, they played the Nottingham Panthers at home, a game part of the Elite League, and that starts at uh, 4pm in the Big O. Finishes off the month with off for home games um, against the Sheffield Steelers, and that is a 4pm game once again. As far as away goes, this month they have Coventry Blaze on Sunday the 2nd, Cardiff Devils on the 9th, Sheffield Steelers on the 15th. They're all part of the Elite League fixtures. And as part of the Continental Cup, they're going to be playing against Neman Grodno at home, Angers Dukes at home, and KH Sunnook at home. A little bit closer to home as part of the Challenge Cup, they're going to be playing the Fife Flyers on the 29th of the 11th, and we wish them all the best this month. Roller Derby. There are no fixtures up for this month, but last month on the 26th, the Banshees did win a hard-fought battle against the Cambridge Roller Billies. The Cambridge Roller Billies came in at 183, and the Banshees came in at 187, so... Congrats to the girls there, uh, a good game for them and that was being played away too so uh, a lot harder usually the away games. We get on to the big turn of sport of the month and that is wrestling. We start off with the big guys, WWE are here on Friday the 7th of November and that kicks off at 7.30pm. Merchandise is going to be available from five, from 3pm to 5pm and you can get that in the Odyssey Arena. The matches announced so far are a 2-on-1 handicap match with Dean Ambrose versus Kane and Bray Wyatt. Intercontinental Championship match on the line, Dolph Ziggler, the current champion versus Cesaro. And the WWE Tag Team Championships will be on the line on the night with the Usos versus Goldust and Stardust. So that's something to look forward to there with some great tag team action. PW announced uh, Shelton Benjamin as the latest superstar for their Super Show 3. The last two have proved to be absolutely monumental, absolutely great shows, getting rave reviews all over the place. And of course, on the website, you can check out the reviews of the last two shows there where they featured Evan Bourne and Drew Galloway. Shelton Benjamin, another high flyer, someone to look out for there. And some of the kids will know from his tenure in WWE. Tickets come in at £10. 
15 pounds for VIP and the VIP includes pre-show access to the arena to get your seats particularly uh, if you've got kids that's good and of course a meet and greet the meet and greet this time will be from 5.30 to 6.30 and that's going to be very good because I think having meet and greets afterwards it's a long enough night if, especially if you've kids to have it afterwards not so good meet and greet before very good they're obviously tightening this up um, getting better and better each time and of course the addition of uh, Shelton Benjamin there very very welcome they also have their podcast number 5 coming out on the 1st of November uh around about the same time this podcast is out and that'll be the all Ulster champion B-Core who will be interviewed on PW Podcast number 5 that's available on iTunes and SoundCloud just look for PW Podcast and you'll find it there and <clears throat> that's the show I should mention is on Sunday the 7th of December as well at the Europa Hotel Belfast in the Grand Ballroom a great location very central very easy to find especially if you're getting the train down for Dublin uh, it's very close to the train station other big news comes from wrestling.ie and they are having the best of British clash on Saturday the November the 8th that's going to be in the waterfront hall and featured in the uh, best of British clash will of course be the four way for the wrestling.ie championship which is uh, held currently by um, Duncan Disorderly and that's going to be Mason Ryan the Welsh superstar Mason Ryan taking on Scottish Drew Galloway taking on the uh, First world heavyweight champion, British world heavyweight champion in over 100 years, Magnus from TNA. And they will all be going against the man from Belfast, NI Zone, Duncan Disorderly. That's going to be a big one. Tickets are 15 quid, doors at 7 and showtime at 7.30. They're great shows, very family orientated. And uh, usually the guys go all out on the, on the Belfast shows because it, uh, it is a big deal. You'll see them all over the news. And... Uh, Talking about seeing them, um, I bumped into Duncan Disorderly at the uh, Belfast Summon Comic Con and I caught a word with him about what it was like to be the champion, how he's going to fare in this upcoming match and if he had any choice words for some of the guys over at PWU. So uh, here we are at the Film and Comic Con in the Odyssey and we are standing with the current Wrestling.ie champion, Northern Ireland's own Duncan Disorderly. Hello Duncan. Hello buddy, how you doing? Not too bad. And so for our listeners at home, can you just tell them a little bit of your history and how you've wind up finding yourself as the wrestling.ie, possibly one of Ireland's biggest, in fact, it is Ireland's biggest wrestling federation at the minute. Well, I've been doing this for years. I wrestled over in uh, Kent at Hammerlock, uh, NWA Hammerlock, back when I was 15, and that would have been, what, 16 years ago. Um, I kind of brought a bit of wrestling over the Northern Ireland, started up an Ulster Championship Wrestling uh, with a bunch of guys. Um, and then we disbanded that and started just taking bookings for other wrestling companies. Um, I toured with American Wrestling Rampage uh, quite a few times and recently did one there with them uh, all around Europe. And um, then uh, Wrestling.ie about five or six years ago got in contact with me and asked me to uh, uh, wrestle for them, which I did. Um, and my very first match with them was against Paul Tracy in Newton Hamilton. And it says about five, six years ago, and that was the opening match. And now, me and the Lord of the Manor, Paul Tracy, usually tussle for the heavyweight title um, every weekend in the main event now. So it's, it's amazing how it's kind of all come full circle. Um, but last year, I uh, wrestled in the waterfront against uh, Fergal Devitt, Finn Balor, as he's now known. And um, I won the heavyweight title. Um, he then won it off me again and we did a best of five series and uh, it came to a head back in May 
Um, well, he was a champion and it was two and two and we went in and had a pretty damn good match um, in my hometown and I walked away with the title and I've been the champion ever since. So, so how long has your reign been so far? Oh, that was May, so what are we on? May, June, July, August, September, October, so six months. And uh, you're going to be taking on in this part of uh, Britain's best of the best on Saturday, November the 8th. You're going to be taking on some pretty recognisable names. Could you talk us through some of your opponents and factor in what your chances are here? Yeah, um, well, we got the, the big guy, Mason Ryan. Um, he won't remember this, but I actually did a show with him maybe 10 years ago. Um, in uh, the Millennium Forum in uh, Derry uh, before he uh, got signed up to the big leagues. Um, massive dude, amazing shape. Um, I'm probably going to look like a dwarf next to him, but, you know, I'll give it my best. Um, Drew McIntyre wrestled on the same show as him a couple of weeks ago uh, for American Wrestling Rampage. Um, one of the best in the world. It's amazing that WWE let him go. He had so much potential. Um, I think he'll be back, I think he'll do amazing things, but while he's here, I can't wait to get in the ring with him. And uh, Magnus, Nick Aldis, um, I'm going to say about him, he's, uh, he's made an amazing name for himself out in uh, TNA. Um, former world champion. Former world champion, yeah, absolutely. And first, think, first British champion in over 100 years. Yeah, that's, uh, it's no mean feat at all. Um, and I even remember him from his gladiator days as, as Oblivion, I was, uh, I was a big fan. So. Uh, I think he's he's going to be even bigger than he is already. I think WWE will sign him eventually, but um, I think all three of them deserve a bit of an ass kicking first before they go on to bigger and better things because they're they're in Northern Ireland, my hometown. I wrestle here every weekend, and I think they're coming over and going to steal the spotlight from me. Having a mission, we're not Brazil, we're Northern Ireland. And uh, quite recently we've had um, the company you're talking about there, UCW, kind of morphed a little bit into PW as we know it, and they've started having these super shows. We've seen Drew McIntyre, Tara, we've seen Evan Bourne coming over. Wrestling IE is doing loads of shows in Belfast all around Ireland. There's more and more federations popping up. The scene seems pretty healthy at the minute. Could you comment to that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, PWU have really uh, stepped up their game recently. Um, when they announced Drew McIntyre, it was quite a quite a coup. I, I, I didn't see that one coming at all, and they sold it out, and by all accounts, it was an amazing show. Um, and the same with uh, with the Evan Bourne one, uh, uh, Matt Seidel. They've got Tucker, one of the best up and comers in the game. Like we went, we go back years. He trained in UCW back in the day. Um, he's a really good athlete, uh, amazing shape. He's he's going to be a player too in the business. Um, so I mean, yeah, I mean, there's uh, the wrestling scene is thriving in Ireland at the moment. It was dead for a few years, and now it seems to be there's promotions popping up left, right, and centre, and and they're all doing well. So I mean. It's great for us. Um, good competition. Um, it's great to see there's other promotions popping up, and uh, it just makes us raise our game even more. You know, it makes uh, when you get no competition. You know, what's what's your what's your um, drive to push the promotion harder? Now we got you know promotions popping up and bringing other guys um, in from former WWE, WWE stars so wrestling.ie's you know instead of booking one we've got three on the show and uh, some of the biggest names and some of the most impressive specimens um, on the planet these days so I'm delighted that I get to be a part of it and I uh, get to wrestle with these guys you know and hopefully uh, hopefully I won't let, let my country down. 
Uh, and I don't mean to uh, rabble rise or anything like there, but you did mention Tucker there. What do you think, if, it, if the two is ever met head-to-head, what are your chances against Tucker? Because he is the sh- shining light of uh, PW in Northern Ireland at the minute. Everybody's talking about him. What do you think your chances are if you were to meet head-to-head? I'd kill him. <laughs> I'm only joking. I'm only joking. Tuck Dog, if you listen, he's a really good mate of mine. Love him to death. Um, we actually did wrestle a couple of weeks ago. It was me, him, and Bonesaw in a three-way match. And... Uh, I think Bonesaw won. No, yeah. So um, <laughs> I had the match won though. I hit the minsault on Tuck, and I went for the cover. One, two. Bonesaw grabbed me by the ankle, threw, pulled me outside of the ring, jumped in, took the cover off me. So I don't know. He's think, a fierce dude. I think I could take him. But, yeah. You, know, you never know. But he is. He's younger than me. He's. Uh, you know, he's probably less injuries than me. You know, there's, uh, there's every 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 opportunity for him to come in and snatch the uh, title from me someday but um, I still think I'll take him <laughs> Thank you very much and it's been great speaking to you Duncan and we look forward to seeing you defend your title on the 8th of November at the waterfront there's still tickets available wrestling.ie Yeah wrestling.ie the place to be um, November 8th night after the WWE come to the Odyssey which I'm sure will be an amazing show but we're going to absolutely do see what they did and then take it to the next level. Last they and they can't match the intimacy. You're so detached to those big shows. So at this show here, you're right. It's right up and in your face. That's that's the real difference, isn't it? Yeah, and I make sure we are. When I come to the ring, I get in everybody's face and scream, and um, to make sure they're uh, they're awake and they're not going to sit in their hands the whole show. No barriers uh, separating us from the fans. It is, you know, a great show. Um, yeah, it may not be in the scale of the of the WWE, like the Odyssey's a huge arena, but sometimes you get lost in a huge arena. I've wrestled the big arenas before. I far rather wrestle in the smaller venues where you can see every face and make sure every eyes are wide open and in shock. Uh, and uh, I, I thrive in that environment, and the rest of the guys do too. So, I mean, last show we did Waterfront was awesome. This one's going to be even better, and I, I cannot wait. Thank you very much. Pleasure. Thank you. The month that will be November. And a big shout out to our, as always, every month to our voiceover guy, Laura. He's a great, great guy. rich. A great, great guy. Rich, deep, even, always with that voice. We're going to start things off with a rock and roll extravaganza. This is by Paradise City Belfast in association with Planet Mosh. Paradise City is the kind of one of the premier rock nights that's around Belfast and Planet Mosh is Northern Ireland's sort of big metal site. They have put they have come together to coincidentally co host a co headline show of Black Sheriff and Maverick. So uh, that's gonna be one that will obviously uh, Rock your pants off if you wear pants that there. That's going to be on the 6th of November at Voodoo. You can uh, have a look up uh, on Voodoo website and get details for... I don't know much. I don't know much tickets are for that, but that's going to be a great night, I think. I think it's going to be rock and roll uh, extravaganza. Next up on the 7th of November in the black box is Robert Llewellyn off of Red Dwarf with Electric Cars Are Rubbish, Aren't They? Where he sort of does a talk about how rubbish electric cars are? No, it's about how good they are, Laura. This is part of Friday's, Friday's Salons, which I've never heard of before, but apparently they've had a couple of them before, and this is at lunchtime, so it's between one and two. 
And like Laura said, it's in the black box. And basically, Robert Llewellyn, uh, who was Crichton of Red Dwarf, has driven over 50,000 miles in electric cars powered, powered by batteries. So he's going to talk about how electric cars are perhaps not rubbish. So instead of saying electric cars are rubbish, aren't they? It's electric cars are rubbish, aren't they? I'm sceptical. That's the way it's supposed to be pronounced, and then you understand it. Um, so yeah, Black Box, you can get tickets on Ticket Solve um, from Black Box for that. They are going to be £6 or £3 for a concession. That is very, very good. Did Robert Llewellyn do Scrap Heap Challenge? Yes, he did. Oh. He also did a show where they showed you how to uh, make uh, movies from home video cameras years ago. I really like Robert Llewellyn. Yep, he was at the Belfast MCM com- Comic Con. Was he? Yep, the one that I enjoyed. So, yep, moving on swiftly. <laughs> the one that you enjoyed. There, this month, this coming up month is the Sound of Belfast Festival, which is the a the Sound of Belfast. Which is a great jingle, and it is from the seventh to the fifteenth, and it's uh, run by the Oh Yeah Centre. Oh Yeah Centre. And it's all week, and our top pick from it is on the twelfth of November, and it is the the four bands, mm-hmm. five five bands mm-hmm. from their Scratch My Progress sort of developmental scheme where they pick some people who won a competition and they sort of give them coaching and special opportunities and this is one of them they have a big gig and there is R51 who we featured on the site before there's Hot Cops Hurdles Matthew Julie and Serotonin that as well. Serotonin, we featured them too great band so they're all doing really well and that's sort of their uh, their big gig uh, we also have On Home, which we talked about before. On Home coming up, yes, and that's I had interviewed the stars of On Home, uh, Psychological Mystery. And that's from the 11th to the 22nd in the MAC. Upstairs in the MAC. They're on the 12th of November in Voodoo, there is In an Instant, who we featured on the website as well, in one of our NI Music tunes, The Late Twos and Runaway Go. Uh, a lot of good gigs going on in Voodoo at the minute. There's also worth noting is that Loris have their EP, I think it's an EP launch, that Core Blossom is the second one in their Core Blossom Presents um, series. So there's a lot of uh, local bands backing them up as well, but that's on the 4th November upstairs in the bar with no name. So this is, uh, they're finally getting to do their gig that was supposed to happen for the first, uh, for Wood Burning Savages. So they're finally having their uh, Core Blossom Presents in the bar with no name with Loris, who we feature on the site as well. Very good female-fronted electronic kind of rock act. It's on the 14th of November, and it uh, their EP is called Yeah, all capitals, which they're launching at that. And it, they're also supported by Those Ghosts, Havana House Party, and Owen McGarry as well, so it should be good. There we go. I say it. Laura has the facts. <laughs> We also have the Outburst Queer Arts Festival, running from the 14th to 22nd. There's all sorts of good things on there. Um, if you look up the website, it's outburstarts.com. Uh, Panty Bliss doing, uh, I think, a new comedy. And there's a, uh, in the black box and the Mac have got some things on as well. And it's it. not it's not just for the gays, is it? No, not just for the gays. Straight. Uh, the other ones and uh, Whovians, which is what they call fans of Doctor Who. So I don't know what they're sexual makeup is but they're welcome absolutely welcome everyone's welcome that is everything that we have coming up that is all that you have for the month that is november that leads us very nicely into our tune for the month and our tune for the month is going to be from the crossfire hurricanes and this is the deviant 
Thank you very much to the Crossfire Hurricanes. Coincidentally, uh, Brendan, who sings that, is also the guy who done our jingle. So he covers many genres, apparently, from rock to, uh, I don't know, whatever southern blue, bluegrass, whatever it is. Um, and so that wraps things up quite nicely for Pasty Cast number seven. And it just remains for us to say, keep up the date on our Facebook, Twitter, at PastyBap1, Facebook, PastyBap. Our YouTube, SoundCloud, MixCloud, just look for Pasty Bap, all one word, um, and you can keep up to date with all that there. If you are in any doubt, go to pastybap.com and our, click on our little logos we have for Facebook and all that crap there. And uh, so thank you very much for listening from me, Chris. And me, Laura. And we will see you next month. That is NI in a podcast. Yeah, I'm